So what's the song called? Listen to all these songs. I will buy you a new life. <laughs> okay. This is crazy. Backstreet Boys are here. All right. Next Tuesday on the tennis ball. What is a pregnant chant? Hi, I'm Carlotto with an MTV News Brief. The queen of teen, Britney Spears. Welcome to That's What We Called Music. I'm your host, Kendall. With me, as always, as is the uh, lady who I bought a new life for one time. <laughs> Molly. Hello. And the lady who bought herself a new life, Sarah. Hi. Uh, so today we're talking about I Will Buy You a New Life by Everclear. What... Um, what uh, what have what have we got on the liner notes? I will buy you a new life. One of three provocative top ten hits from Everclear's second straight platinum album, "So Much for the Afterglow," was written by lead singer Art Alexakis. 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 I don't remember. Ale- Alexakis. Alexakis. Yeah, I think that's it. I have never heard them. I have never heard the lead singers of Everclear's name before. I just thought his name was man. What's the name of the guy from the other band? What what band? Um, <laughs> the, You're so vague. The the other early two thousands uh, band that uh, that had a guy with a lead singer with a bleach blonde hair. Um, Semi Sonic. Oh. No, 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 no. Oh, man. Now now it's going to bug me. Uh, oh, man. He was on a... Oh, man. I'll think about it. We'll come back to it, and then I'll make the joke, and you guys will think it's funny. Uh, okay. What have, you, what have you got to say about how this song performanced? Uh, I peaked at number three on the Hot Modern Rock track chart, number 20 on the Hot Adult Top 40 tracks chart, and number 31 on the top 40 mainstream chart in Billboard magazine. Okay. Yep. Oh, yeah. and it was number one on the Canadian rock alternative chart. Yes, Canada. That counts. That's the only one that matters. Yep. Okay. That's the only one that matters to me. Uh, Sarah, I know you were saying you had tons and tons of specific memories about this song. You lie. I don't I don't have any specific memories. I just know that I know the song and that it was popular. But really all their songs, you know, in the 90s and early 2000s were popular. They were quite the band. Yeah, I but mean, it's definitely it's one of those songs where you could not hear it for years and then you hear it and you sing all the words. Yeah, I agree. Um yeah, uh so my most specific memory, Everclear is like the epitome of the band that was popular just before I got, like five minutes before I started watching MTV. <laughs> like, like I was just, just barely, I mean, like Wonderful, came, their song Wonderful came out, which was like probably one of their last kind of big hits. Uh, 
like when I when I really started watching it, and and so like a lot of times people would reference, you know, they they'd re- they would reference uh, Everclear as being like a band that like people on sitcoms liked, or like specifically, um, the ah man, now I forget the actress's name. But there was that Jason Biggs movie. Jason Biggs is the guy from American Pie, right? Yes. Okay. Jason Biggs was in a movie called Loser. Yes. With... Mira Sorvino? No. Is that no, that movie? No. Uh, it's whoever is in... She was also in American Beauty, maybe? Yeah, that's... Mm, is that Mina right? Suvari. Mina, Mina Suvari. Mina yeah. Suvari. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Uh, but uh, Mina Savari's character was a huge fan of Everclear, and that's a whole like there's like a whole thing where he does the he does the the romantic comedy thing where you like pretend like you just happened to get tickets to see the girl's favorite band, and then um, and then they use him in the weedest video for Teenage Dirtbag. Do <laughs> you remember that? I do. Uh, <laughs> I I think so. I think so. I think that song was also on that soundtrack. Um, but I specifically, like, I specifically remember, like, cause he goes, and then he goes to the concert and she stands him up and it's like a big plot point in the movie. That was the first movie that I ever saw alone in a movie theater. Um, and it's, we- it's weird that I say alone because it was specifically alone. I was 13. Uh, and it was one, of, it was like my mom and Susie went and saw one movie. My dad and Becky went and saw the kid or something like that. I think it was, I think it was the kid was the movie they saw. And I saw, um, and I, and I got to see this, I got to see loser, which I think was an R rated movie too. Like thinking back, which is kind of a big deal for 13 year old Kendall. Um, but, uh, I, yeah, I was, it was a cool, that was, that was good times. So that was my sort so like, I've even like occasionally sat down and listened to Everclear and it's like, I like Everclear. It's. I mean, it's not like um, the most amazing thing, but it's like I. I just. It just clearly is just a little. Like I just barely missed the train on it. Um. So uh, yeah. Did you have facts, Molly, or do you have memories or got stuff to say? Not really. I mean, I disagree with Sarah. It's like this song. I don't have specific memories of it. It just kind of always existed. I don't know. Yeah, Molly and I really love another Everclear song, Santa Monica. Uh, Santa Monica. Love that song. Yeah. And then every time when I lived in California for a little bit, I was in Santa Monica. I would like send her a video like singing the song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm so clever. I remember this song when I was in Santa Monica. A lot of people have songs. There's a couple of songs called Santa Monica. Doesn't Cheryl Crow have a Santa Monica song? It's a lyric. Santa Monica Boulevard. Okay, yeah. Oh, all I want to do is all have I want to do, fun. yeah. Um, so I still haven't figured out the name of the guy that. Um, well, when we were watching the video, you say he looked like Eminem. But <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did say he looked like Eminem. What are you referring to? That is not what I'm referring to. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I'm. Little I mean, bleach blonde yeah, frontman. Yeah, he's just. <laughs> yeah. Well, this guy had like this guy had like spiky, uh, like a spiky hair. Look, and I can't find like a good like Sugar Ray. Sugar Ray, that is who. <laughs> oh, okay, I was gonna say, <laughs> um, say the Mark Verve pipe. Whatever. <laughs> see, see, yeah, that's what I, I was gonna say. Mark, is it Mark Specter? Mark that, McGrath. Mark McGrath. I think I was gonna say. I was gonna say. <laughs> see, it would have been really funny if I had said if I had said 
Mark, if I'd referred to him as Mark McGrath, then people would have thought I was funny. But I'm glad. See, see, see I got it before you did. See, when you said like the the spiky hair, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, Mark McGrath. See, yeah. you guys, you guys make fun of me for saying like the you know the band with pe- with people in it, <laughs> and and you they and had you a lot of people in Sugar Ring. No, 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 no. That was I. I don't remember. I, we didn't figure out what band it was. That I said had a lot of people oh, in it. Okay. It's oh no, we haven't gotten there yet. <laughs> um, that yeah, that one. Although also, I think that band might be. I might be conflating different bands because there's a hip hop. The Wu Tang Clan has a lot of people in it. I was thinking there was like a rock version of the Wu Tang Clan, and I don't think that that's a thing. No. Anyway. Anyway, um, so the video is, I mean, this is my, my interpretation of the video is this guy's girlfriend has thrown him out and he is doing this crazy, creepy, romantic gesture. Well, yeah, because they're performing on one side of the door and she's looking at them through a people. Yeah. And she's all sad. Yeah. And she's, she's very sad, but she's like in the dark looking through a, pre- a peephole because she's pretending like she's not home. I mean, they both, they know that she's home, you know, he, you know, but she's still like, she won't answer the, you know, she won't open the door for him because she knows that if she lets him back into her life, he's going to hurt her again. But he does these grand, he does these grand romantic gestures. And then finally at the end of the video, she opens the door and it's like, it's like a creepy way of opening the door. Like, I don't know. I took it more literal. I took it as she's sad at the crappiness of life or like, you know, of not having any money and not being able to do anything. Cause it seems like her apartment, there's like nothing there. And so he's trying, he's like singing her and make her feel better. And then she opens the door as like a glimmer of hope. Mm-hmm. Cause sunshine comes in. Yeah. Yeah. But no. I, I'm a literalist. So. I think you're wrong. <laughs> um, but no, well, and also it's, it's one, I think it's, it's one of those things. It's like the song is clearly about, like the song is is him singing to somebody saying how he's going to do all this great stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think the Wikipedia article said that um, uh, it says when Anna was a baby, Anna must be his daughter. This is a quote from Song Facts from Wikipedia. Art Alexakakis, Mark Mark McGrath said, <laughs> um, when Anna was a baby, me and my ex wife before we were ever married, we would go to this fancy neighborhood in West Hills and look at the houses. We get some hamburgers and drive around kind of fantasize. And then one day after the success of Everclear, I was able to buy a house up there, but it wasn't about the money. It was about the different kind of life, giving all of yourself to another person. It's the ultimate romantic song to me that and the good witch of the North, I guess is another song. Uh, it's a very universal sentiment. I mean, all people want to give the person they love a new, better life. So, um, but, but yeah, but I think, so I think that's what the song is about, but I kind of take the, the, the narrative of the music video as, yeah, as like she's, and again, literal, like, I think it's literal too. I just think that it's like, it, cause it, it does very much look like this guy is doing this grand romantic gesture. And if she's not, if she's not opening the door and getting excited from it, that means that, that he must have done something pretty bad that she hasn't forgiven him for, or that she's, she's really sad. Do it the again. Video, yes, yeah. she's very upset because she still loves him, but she knows she can't. She knows he's bad for her. 
I, I'm telling you, that's what it's about. Sure, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> um, what do you think, Molly? <laughs> what do you think, Molly? I wasn't really paying attention to the video, so. <sighs> yeah, yeah. I think yeah. you were you were fighting with your computer when we were watching the video. Yeah, and I don't um, remember much about it. Uh, so, uh, so I did find. I went down a rabbit hole of covers for this. I found a lot of bad guitar players with bad cameras sitting in their basement in front of Beatles posters. <laughs> oh, who would do that? <laughs> and, and like... We're in front of their comic books. Who would do that? Well, like I said, it was a little bit eye-opening to me. <laughs> doing, doing, these, doing these covers and seeing crappy YouTube covers is a little bit eye-opening to me. Um, I hope that my covers are better than the ones that I see. Uh... But it's like, yeah, like this one, I swear. And his camera was so bad. Like, like it's not just, it's not just that the, uh, the, the performance is bad. It's like the sound quality and the, like the physical camera, like this guy, I think he was, it was, it was posted in 2013, but I think he recorded it on a camcorder from the eighties. Cause like, yeah, he was, yeah, it wasn't good. Uh, or may, I mean, I guess maybe he just wasn't old enough to have his own cell phone. So he had to use like a crappy webcam or something. Cause he was also like 13. I was like, Oh, here's a 13 year old. Maybe it'll be like, you know, good. But <laughs> wasn't, but I did find one that I liked and I'm give me two seconds. Okay. Caitlin Dugan is the name of the artist. And she kind of, um, like, She's not like a virtuoso guitar player, but she kind of was was just sort of strumming along and mostly just singing, which I've I've come to appreciate that in mu in music a lot more, where you just have a really really spare accompaniment to focus on the singing, um, and uh, yeah, she's got like a really a really good voice, like a really kind of. I wish I had a better vocabulary to describe it, but kind of like Zoe Deschanel voice. You know, like like throaty. It's sort of yeah, yeah. yeah uh. so I can't. That is a bad impersonation. Um, but yeah, it was it was kind of it was kind of cute, and also she, at the end, goes into um, everything you want. Like I am everything you want. I am everything you need. I am everything inside of mm, you that you, you wish you could be. be. That song, um, which is, is a kind of which is a kind of interesting uh, tag at the end of the at the end of the song. Um, it was kind of a neat idea, and again, it's just like sort of like I found a ukulele cover, and the guy. No, <laughs> I was like. This, it was like, and it was also, it was like, I could kind of hear what he was going for. Like, it was like, this could be a really good ukulele cover. Because he was kind of playing a little bit sped up. But, yeah, it's just a lot of bad covers. I saw, there was like a high school garage band playing. And they sounded like they were all playing different songs. It was, it was, there's a, be careful what you post on the internet, people. <laughs> all right. Uh, all right, so, um... I'm getting dirty looks from my wife. Uh, Molly, how'd this song do on TRL? Um, I don't know. I don't think it would have hit number one. Um, maybe would have reached the countdown once or twice. I don't know. Yeah, I feel like it would have been on the countdown maybe like two weeks, ten days. 
10 days. Yeah, that sounds, I would say, I would say 15 days, but it would never break the top five. Um, yeah, it only was, it topped out at number 31 on the mainstream top 40. So yeah, not, it wasn't, I mean, another, another sort of, maybe it's because it's like the, we're getting to the end of the album, but like, does seem like some of these songs are not huge. Perhaps we should talk about this, but like, what's the criteria to be on now? I, I don't know. <laughs> we, <laughs> we'll put a pin on that and try to. Some, someday it out. we can figure that out. <laughs> yeah. We can do a bonus episode. All right. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, until next time, let's go hang out at a fancy neighborhood in the West Hills. Do you ever get the feeling that there aren't enough podcasts to listen to? Have you already listened to all the podcasts on the internet? Do you just want to hear two 30-something men discuss comic and comic-related properties? The pull list podcast at KendallCast.Ninja may be right for you. As you probably know, I'm Kendall. Every month, my friend Jared and I go in-depth on the comics we've read and related TV shows and movies. Sometimes we have decent insights. Also, I think Punisher works better as a supporting character than on his own. Sometimes we don't prepare well. Maybe people will like the movie. I actually haven't seen the movie yet. Have you seen I it haven't yet? Seen, no, I haven't. I plan on it. And sometimes Jared almost loses his temper. I'm just assuming that you watch the Avengers 4 trailer today. I, I haven't seen it, no. Are you serious? Oh, Kendall, you can get out of here. Are you are you messing with me? No, I have, I didn't watch it, no. Mm, you should watch it. Check us out on KendallCast.Ninja or the KendallCast feed on iTunes or the podcatcher of your choice. And as always, keep reading comics.